Once again, awkward listeners, I am so thankful that you guys keep listening and we are so blessed to keep coming back time and time again. Sarah Warhoftig is co-hosting with me again today. Welcome back, Sarah. How are you? Thank you so much, Dutton. I'm doing great and I'm very excited to be here with you and Kim today. I love your energy. (laughs) I'm trying to copy you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to copy me too. Well, you know, here at the National Alliance, we've started doing something called Value Day. Sarah, you know what I'm talking about. And I believe the plan is to do them once a quarter or so. And the intent is just to allow our team to internally connect with each other, learn about things that each area of the National Alliance is working on, and allow team members to really showcase their talents. And I have really enjoyed them. We just did one recently. Sarah, did you enjoy our Value Day this this past week? I love the value day. One of the very first ones that I attended, we focused on inspiration and we just recently had another one focusing on innovation. Mm. But what I love more than anything was that each value day, time was made to emphasize that each and every one of us matters and encouragement to bring all of ourselves to the table, all the strengths and the weaknesses. Like it was like, come on folks, tell us what your weaknesses are. Not because we want to fire you for them. but because we really want to help you with those weaknesses. And that's what I really loved more than anything about our value days, which I feel like ties into today's guest. I am so excited because I feel like one of her values, well, I mean, it just really inspires me. It's inspiration. She is working so hard to provide inspiration in so many different avenues. So I want to welcome our guest today is Kim Beach. She is our valued guest today. Welcome. Thank you, Dustin. I am just I'm so proud to be here. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> wow, you you picked me. Thank you. <laughs> I love picking you. And I have been itching to talk to you for a couple of reasons. And this conversation can really go anywhere from talking about your former career in media, which I've really been wanting to start having some conversations with folks who have had former careers ah. and are transitioning into the insurance industry, not only to, you know, kind of maybe entice some more people from current careers Agreed. into a new career, yes. but maybe even to show you, you and I, we were talking a little bit about our high schoolers and our college students before the recording started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might pick a career path and it's okay to change it right. later. Right. And I kind of want these conversations to be had to show that it's okay if you think you're done with your whatever your current chosen career path is. Right. You're not a failure if you choose to move to a different avenue. Right. You're just looking for something new to explore. Yeah. Well, I, d- I definitely think today's kids have no issues with that. <laughs> with jumping around? Yeah, just as, as older, pe- older people. Oh, yeah. So we can talk about that or we can talk about her brand new career in insurance. She's, I think it was like three or four years in insurance now, right? Uh, not even four. So I oh know. Oh my gosh. I know. It's kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah. Right. Or your brand spanking new venture with the Insure Women platform. Is that what you call it? A platform? Community. Yeah. Plat- yeah. It's not a platform yet. It's going to be a platform. Right now, it's a community, and we're building the community to eventually have a platform. Yes. Building the community. And we're going to get there, I promise. Mm -hmm. But Kim, welcome to Awkward Insurance. I'm so thrilled to have you here. And let's start with your prior career in media. Okay. And let's talk about that. What's that about? Yeah. So my history of work, I was pretty much um, in the media business on the sales side for a local CBS affiliate. So I worked there kind of out of college until I had kids. Then I stayed home with my kids for a few years. 
And then they actually called me when my kids were in high school and they said, hey, do you want to come back to work? And I was like, wow, can I do that? <laughs> um, and so it was, it was perfect timing considering my kids were going into college. So I went back and worked there for like another six years. But at the end, we kind of, we got bought by a company and they were not a very nice company, uh, very male dominating. And uh, this was like, OK, I do not want my career to end here. So I just started looking around and my husband is a lifelong life insurance guy. So he's like, hey, why don't you come, you know, be in the insurance business with me and we'll like sail off into the sunset for our retirement. What was that like for a husband yeah. to be like, yeah, I, hey, come work with me? Because my husband, like not too long ago, I think it was actually it was in 2020. He's in law enforcement and he kind of went through oh. a stint where I think he kind of became a little overwhelmed. OK. And he sat down with me one day. It was when I was transitioning to the National Alliance. He was like, so what's insurance like? And I went, nope, sorry, oh. find your own industry. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So my husband's always been in life insurance. He actually uh, works with Keystone agents and helps them sell like more like higher level insurance products, basically that most PNC agents like won't touch, you know, so just more, more sophisticated life insurance is what he helps them. So I really was just kind of going to support him because I have a marketing background. So I was like, okay, I'll support you and kind of help you grow your business it was really kind of the intention when I, when I first started with him. And I got, you know, licensed in life and health and, you know, was going to sell long-term care too, because I'm at an age where we should all be buying it. You know, and I did that for a little bit and I was like, oh man, this is really hard. Like, you know, the life insurance business, long-term care business kind of walking into it at, you know, I'm just going to say in my fifties. And then we found out through Keystone, one of his agents uh, told him that Erie Insurance would let me start a scratch agency. So then my husband looked at me and it's like, wow, I've always wanted to have a PNC agency. And I was like, okay, I'm up for the challenge. You know, we've been living in our community, you know, 30 plus years, and there's no like street front independent agent here. It's a community of about 3000 people. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. Well, me do it. Like he was still doing what he's doing. So it's me doing it. So in November of 2018, I launched Village Insurance and just like started from scratch, started from zero. I had this little football field, like, um, <laughs> this football field banner. And every time I would get a new client, I had these little football stickers and I would put one up on there, you know, and I finally, I finally got a touchdown. I finally got to a hundred. <laughs> do you still have the banner? Oh, of course. Oh my gosh. I would never throw that oh, away. No. That was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Trust me. Like, oh, a, sure. and a lot of tears, I will say. So, and then kind of through that, almost immediately, I recognized that women did not like talking about insurance. Like I went to my friends, you know, I thought, okay, all my friends have homes and cars. This is going to be great. Like, you know, shooting fish in a barrel kind of thing. And I went to my friends who were like, no, like I don't handle the insurance. Talk to it's my like husband. It's like all my kids have feet. Buying shoes should be easy. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, it's not. You got to pick out a size and put them on their feet and then yes. have them run down to the end of the aisle yes, and run yes, back. Yeah, yeah, nothing simple. So, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of had this like immediate, like, why do women not like talking about insurance? And I never handled insurance either because my husband was an insurance agent. So he handled it. So I, I just kind of, I don't know, it was just, I think just maybe my fresh perspective because I hadn't been in insurance before. And I was just like, well, this is so weird to me. Like these are college educated women, you know, it's insurance is not that hard. And then I just started handling Hear that folks. Insurance is not that. No, hard. it's not. I mean, you know, I mean the parts of it really, it's not, I mean, and you know, and then I started handling a lot of insurance for single women, like 
divorced women, widowed women, like young single women that maybe had moved to Cincinnati and didn't really have somebody to guide them. And I really enjoyed that. I was like, wow, I love handling insurance for single women because I felt like I was really helping them. You know, I felt, and they, you know, they were also telling me that maybe they hadn't been treated very well by male agents. So again, I felt like I was serving an unmet need and just kind of kept thinking like, wow, there really should be something for women in insurance, like, you know, an, an alternate, like so somewhere for them to go that they know they're going to be, it's a safe space and they're going to be treated with the respect and attention that they deserve. And I started looking around on the World Wide Web and what what do you know? There's we still no, call it that today? The, the World, World Wide, Wide Web? Web? I mean- The interwebs? Yes, the interwebs, <laughs> yes. And I just was like, wow, this is amazing to me. There is nothing for women in insurance. I mean, nothing to serve women in insurance. And it just kind of blew my mind. I was like- So when you were looking around on the internet, what what terms were you searching? I don't know. Insurance for women, insurance plus women, serving women with insurance. I mean- Interesting. Yeah. I mean, just- I mean, go look. <laughs> Hopefully insure women will come up now. Go hey, look. There yeah, is nothing. Go look. There's nothing. <laughs> And, you know, and my, I actually have a son who is in InsurTech and he came home during COVID. So he was home for like nine, 10 months during that time. Okay. So wait, husband is in life insurance and son is in InsurTech. This is a family affair. Yes, it is. Oh my yeah. gosh. How old is, how old is son? 29. Yeah. 29. So he actually created his InsurTech for his mom. So he came home at Christmas the first year that I had started and he is just a, he's a curious kid and he was just like mom tell me how's it going what's it like i'm like oh my god it's hard because and he's like why i said because people it's hard to get information from people and if i don't have information like you know what their current coverage is and all that you know their current deck pages which nobody knows what their deck pages are and so he went back to california he was living in san francisco at the time he found an engineer and he created software to basically go get insurance deck pages and send them to the agent. I mean, it's called, I'll, I'll do a shameless plug. It's called insure grid, no E in insure. And so, so he's been doing that a couple of years now. And yeah, I mean, he basically created the software for me. He now has, I don't know, 2000 insurance agents on his platform. So he was home. So he, and he is a pusher, you know, so he kept pushing me like, mom, nobody's doing this. You see this need, you need to do something. And I was like, I just started a company a couple of years ago. I don't need to do anything else, you know, but then you just kind of like keep kind of like sitting with it and talk to more women. And I'm just like, man, he's right. Like there just needs to be something to empower women in the insurance buying process. So last year I went online to like GoDaddy and I was like typing in all the kind of the same words. And uh, what do you know? Insure women was available. I mean, that just shows you. Oh, right. So, and then I just created a website and originally my thought was really to empower women in the process and help educate them. But the problem is, unless I have a ton of marketing money, I can't really do that. I mean, I could do it kind of locally, but not really on a national scale. And then people started contacting me, like other agents and companies, like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I just had saw this need. So I just started this company. And so then I kind of realized, you know, the best thing would be to create this community of female agents who could then serve female buyers. So that's where it kind of took off. And, you know, and there's and certainly there's no, you know, organization community right now focused on female agents. So 
that kind of just really, I was just like, and then, you know, over the past year, I've had a lot of conversations, you know, with women agents, with, I mean, women company people with, you know, just all kinds of different people. I mean, males too, for sure. But just, you know, trying to figure out, okay, what, you know, what do people want and, you know, and what's the best way to get there? So I just launched, uh, yeah, so I launched it kind of for myself last year on International Women's Day. And then this this year, I launched it so anybody could join. So thank you for joining, you know, and so and I think the response has been good. I mean, how do you, you know, I don't know. Of course, my son's like, mom, you have to have a number. Like, how many people do you want to join in the first 30 days? And I was like, I don't know, 50. So I'm at 48 right now. And I have three days That's left. That's awesome. I know. Okay. So what Kim is talking about is the insure women community. Yes. I don't want to say platform. I have platform in my head. Yes. But the insure women community uh, that she recently started. Yes. That's what she's talking about. And so now you're up to 48. Yes. I'm going to get two more in the next couple of days. (laughs) You look like you're about to jump out of your skin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, (laughs) You're so excited. I know. I mean, (laughs) and well, you know what I love though, Dustin, it's just all these women are awesome. I mean, all these women that I talk to, you know, they're running businesses, they're, you know, they got positions at companies or, you know, organizations, and they're all trying to make stuff happen. I mean, that's, that's what I think is so exciting for me. It's just so, you know, so here I've gone from owning a little agency in Cincinnati to having like, you know, all these amazing women in my life that I get to talk to, like you, you know, I mean, it's just- that's awesome. Yeah. It makes me think of something. This past weekend, we went to uh, a little place here in Arkansas called Garvin Gardens, and it was it was amazing. They have beautiful tulips. Oh my god, it smells so good. I loved it. But there was this teeny tiny little Jack Russell Terrier with this humongous stick that he found on a walking path somewhere. Yeah. And I posted on my Instagram. I had to get a video of it. I got a video of it, and I put on there, "You're never too small to dream big." Because man. Hey, we crossed this little dog's path. I don't know how many times. And he still had that had big that stick big with stick. him I everywhere he went. And so you are never too small to dream big. And my gosh, yeah. Kim, you've got some humongous dreams where you went from being in television marketing, <laughs> yeah. or is it news station marketing? I'm not exactly sure the right verbiage for that. To being like, yeah, sure, hon, I'll come and join you in insurance to like, I'm taking on the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like sometimes. But it's exciting, and I definitely see a need. I mean, there are women out there. I mean, you know, I've talked to women working in their basements alone, or you know, they're working in an agency with eleven other guys, and they're just looking for community. They're looking for a place that they can go, you know, to feel, you know, to ask questions without, you know, feeling weird. I mean, and really just to hear what other people are doing. And that's where the platform is going to come in. You know, once we can get to a point where we're big enough that you know, we can have uh, round tables for people that specialize in commercial insurance. You know, we can have round tables for agency owners only. You know, I just, I mean, I think that, you know, the opportunities are endless. I mean, there can be business opportunities. I've actually already brokered a deal between an agent in Arizona who sold a commercial book of business to an agent in Chicago. And that just came from conversations that I was having with both of them. And then the agent in Arizona called me and was like, hey, I'm selling my commercial book. Do you want to buy it? And I was like, yikes, no, but I got somebody that does. So I think, you know, even just there's a lot of business opportunities or job opportunities that could come through Insure Women. So, yeah, just, I mean, there's no way to connect all these agents. So that's, 
you know, kind of the focus. That's fantastic. So this initial group, this 50 that will be in place, Mm -hmm. you're calling them founding members. So what what does it mean to be a founding member? Uh, I just wanted to, to be able to identify like the women that came in at the beginning and wanted to be part, you know, of this inaugural community just, you know, wanted to give them kudos for kind of, you know, trusting me to to lead them and to create something of value for them. So, yeah. And, you know, and then they're able to use the, you know, the Insure Women like logo and the Insure Women founding member logo, you know, and they're all listed on the Insure Women website. You know, so hopefully if somebody from Arkansas, you know, needs insurance, well, you know, Dustin's not in an insurance business, you know, but I can talk to you about your insurance because my license is active and up to date, but I can't sell it to you right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so eventually I would love to have it where women could go to the website and find an agent, you know, ultimately, you know, that they're like, oh, OK, insure women. These women are going to take care of me. Like every founding member has to sign a pledge about, you know, I'm going to serve women, you know, with, you know, the respect and attention they deserve. I'm going to educate them, you know, during the process. So there's there's certain things that women you know, or that founding members have to sign on this pledge just, you know, because we want to make sure that they're holding a certain standard when they're in the marketplace. So in year two, will you have a separate level of membership? That's a good point. Um, on the website, I'm saying that it's just the, the membership is going to go up to $199. That's kind of one of those things, just kind of we'll see how it rolls. But yeah, at some point I'm going to cut off founding members and then they'll just be regular members. So because I, again, I want to pay tribute to these women. Absolutely. Maybe first hundred, first 200, just kind of see how it goes. So if you want to get in, now's the time to get in. Get in now. Now there's three different options. They're all the same price though right now. You have like a... It's like one for like maybe an active agent, maybe one for like a supporting role type person. And then one for like, if you want to pay for somebody else's. I know no one's done that yet. So if anybody out there wants to pay for somebody, go for it. You can be the first one. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so yes, we have one to identify you as an agent. And those are, I'm actually going to go on the website and move all the agents up to the top of the website by state. And then the ones um, other than that are called stakeholders. I mean, so they, you know, they support women, agents, or there's some value that their business, you know, provides to women. Yeah. And then also there's like a a gifting membership if you want to like, you know, gift a membership to somebody in your agency or somebody that you know. So like I said, no one's done that yet, but I just wanted to give that option. That's so awesome. I love hearing all about it. And I had the or I had the privilege to attend the very first meeting. How do you feel after your first I'm, I'm glad it's over. I mean, I was nervous. And and you know what I wanted to it's funny because my son kind of made fun of me because in the follow-up email, I was like, yeah, you know, we had a little hiccup, you know, he's like, mom, you shouldn't tell people when you screw up. I said, yeah, but I want to make this space safe. So women know I'm not perfect. I'm going to mess up. And like, you know, that's what we're here for each other. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, so. Yeah. I heard something once that said, stop apologizing for your mistakes though. Yeah. Start saying thank you for, you know, them bearing with you or them hanging with you instead. Yeah. So like if you're late to a meeting instead of like, oh, I'm so sorry that I was late. Thank you so much. We should have had this conversation last week. (laughs) And you could have told me that. Yeah. So that's kind of what my son was saying too. Like, yeah, 
I mean, your time and your effort is just as important as everybody else's. So even when you make a mistake that, you know, that's. Yeah, I don't know. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. You know, I really want to, um, I love hearing about interwomen. I think we could talk about it all episode long, but I really want to talk about how scary it was or what you were feeling like when you were jumping from one career to the other. Oh, it was, it was easy, very easy. frightening. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Very frightening. It, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, both starting my agency and also starting in Sherwin, it's like, I mean, I don't, I'm sure most people out there have thrown a party before. So it's like, basically you're throwing this huge party and you're putting yourself out there vulnerable and you just want people to come to your party. So, <sighs> but it, it is. I'll come I mean, to your party. <laughs> I know. But it is a very vulnerable space and time. Yeah. I mean, especially with something like insurance, because you are, I mean, you know, I'm going to my neighbors, I'm going to my, I mean, that, you know, that's who I wanted to serve is the people in my community, you know, but that's also very, okay, like, what if they don't come to your party? <laughs> You know, so, but, you know, I mean, fortunately it's, it's gone pretty well, but you know, there's still obviously people, it's like, gosh, darn it. Why won't they let me, you know, try and quote their insurance? Like, yeah. So. But did you get a degree in marketing when you yes. went into TV marketing? So you got a degree in marketing. Sarah has a, a Juris doctorate, right, Sarah? For sure. Whoa. Right. So I'm Whoa. sitting here. Okay. And then I have a degree in criminal justice. Oh, I mean, Sarah's is useful in what she does. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That is very interesting. <laughs> Sarah, let me know when you started your Juris Doctorate, did you think, hey, I'm going to do this and go into insurance? I was already working in insurance. You were, oh, wow. I was already working in insurance that. in uh, the claims department for a carrier. And my husband had just finished law school. And I said, hey, my turn. <laughs> So I went to law school at night and I, I thought I was going to be a public defender. I thought, oh, oh we can right the wrongs. But yes. as time went by, I, no, I didn't want to be a public defender anymore. That's really hard work. But I've always used my law degree with insurance. Yes. Okay. So I've written briefs for, for uh, staff counsel, makes a great platform for negotiating with plaintiff attorneys. Oh, yeah. So mostly claims and litigation management. But I was already there because it was the job I got. Right. Not because I wanted insurance. Eh. At that point in time, we used to say things like, well, you just fall into insurance. There weren't a lot of colleges offering risk and insurance management programs. Right. Or, so a lot, of, very few people when I was starting actually wanted to be insurance and trained for insurance. Yeah. Yeah. My kid it, it, wants it, to wow. be an in insurance. Yes. <laughs> so, but you had a marketing degree. Right. What from your degree and your experience in television media, am I saying that right? Is it television media? Uh, that, I mean, I was that, in, I was in sales for a local, the local CBS affiliate. So okay, right. apps, yeah. Media sales. Okay, yeah, cool. Was, but, yeah. I just, want to sound dumb here and somebody be like, nah, she's saying it. Um, what transferable skills from that though, from your degree and then your, how long were you in marketing and media? Um, a total of probably 14 years. Yeah. 14 years. 
Yeah. What out of that do you think you carried with you into insurance? I mean, obviously killer marketing skills to be starting up <laughs> insurer women, but yeah. on the insurance side of things, what yeah. transferable skills did you move over with you? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's interesting because we did a lot of negotiation, which in insurance is so funny because people are always like, I even if I just had a client text me yesterday, he bought a new car. And he's like, well, they gave me a quote at the thing and it was like $35 cheaper. I'm like, okay, but I guarantee it wasn't the same coverage. Like people don't understand like what goes into a premium. Like, so it's like, uh, sure. I'm like, okay, send it over to me. He's like, well, I didn't even have them print it. I'm like, uh, yeah. It's it's not just the coverage though. Oh my gosh. If somebody's blowing you off for $35, then they're not buying into you. Well, no, I just said, well, this is $35 a month. Oh, okay. yeah, that, that, that's that's some real money. Um, oh, I think, you know, just organizational skills. And I mean, obviously, I had sales skills that, uh, you know, I'd honed, at, you know, at the TV station, just dealing with people. I mean, obviously, you know, it's so funny. My son and I always have to say this It's like, people just want to be loved, you know, I yes. mean, and, and, and that is just kind of like the basis for everything. Like, and as long as you kind of remember that, I don't know. This is true. That's why the $35 to me doesn't make a difference if you trust and respect your agent. Now, if they're using that as kind of like an excuse as, no, I really want to stay with my agent, but I'm going to tell you that the $35 is a big difference, which then brings me to, could you just be honest and tell me that you want to stay with your other agent? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's actually somebody here in Cincinnati who I think this is brilliant. They have car dealerships and they have an, they bought an insurance agency. So every time they sell a car, they run a quote for these for the people. So interesting. I don't know if I would trust my car dealer to I give know. me a quote on auto insurance. <laughs> I know that's what. I, yeah, that's what I said. I said I would love to have seen the quote because I'm sure it was like very basic coverage. Yep. Right. It's you know, insurance and, agents, and that's it. car salesmen, and lawyers <laughs> are in the same groups together. Right. Oh wow! <laughs> throwing you throwing you in there, Sarah. <laughs> All right. Aren't aren't those the three bad ones that people go, oh my gosh, I have to talk to a used car. Oh my gosh, an insurance agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where TV sales falls in there. No, people, that's one thing though. People think like when you work in TV, it's like sexy and everything. So I know. That's why I was kind of kid around. That's pretty cool. I know. That's why I was kind of kid around. And I was like, yeah, we need to bring the sexy to insurance. Like we need to make being in the insurance industry, especially for women, you know, look, not look, I mean, but we need to like, you know, communicate what a great opportunity it is for women. I mean, especially like I look at kind of on the sales side, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you can own your own business, you have an asset when you quit, and you can make good money, you're part of your community, you have flexibility. I mean, I just, I just feel like maybe there's not a strong enough, um, kind of entry level, you know, that the no, no company has figured out how to have like an entry level training sales program like Erie. But I have to say Erie Insurance is I cannot say enough good things about them. You know, they had like a loan basically that they would give me so that I was making money every month, you know, that you could validate with production. So 
I do think there are some good programs out there. I just don't think they're very well, you know, communicated out kind of in the big market. So I love Erie. We work really closely with Erie in their education. So oh, yeah, they are doing yes. amazing things yes. on trying to really be beneficial for their agent education, underwriting education. A lot. I love. I yeah. love Erie. They're awesome. Yes. And I'd never heard of Erie before until I started working with them. But and they've got some really interesting coverage twist too. That's yeah. really awesome. I didn't hear, I didn't know about them either until my husband came to me like, Hey, Kim, what do you think about this? <laughs> so it's all, it's, it's all, it's all gone fairly well there. you know, there's always episodes, but I, you know, and I think that goes to, you just have to keep going. I mean, when you talk about, you know, transferable skills, I mean, just perseverance, just action, you know, like just making sure you're trying to move forward with whatever you're doing because move forward and loving it though. I mean, you yeah, can move forward yeah. and hate what you're doing. And <laughs> yes. Yeah. You want to move forward and love it. Yeah. I mean, I have no doubt you were moving forward in the media yeah, marketing, you know, part because you're just amazing, but you have to love oh, it too. And so I'm nice. so happy that you yeah. found a love and in insurance. I know. Sure and I it know. usually takes so. people years to find a love for insurance. You're like super new to the industry. I know. So. I mean, it's funny because we had that call the other day and I was like, I probably am the least experienced insurance person on this call. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all have to start somewhere. No. I mean. I know. I know. I, I think for me, it was more just realizing that women are not served very well by the insurance industry. I mean, that's really what it came down to. and. Agent, you know, the female agents really, I don't want to say aren't served very well, but they don't have a place where they can come together as a community and share ideas and network and, you know. Well, I mean, having a support group, no matter if you're male, female, anybody, the best kind right. of support group is like-minded people, but also respecting, yes. you know, diversity within the group. And I think you're finding a real... yeah a real niche there for women in insurance to be able to come together with like-minded needs, if you will. Yes. And eventually yes. we're all going to find our way to use our voice within that group. I think it, you know, it's just starting. So sometimes, you know, groups right. start and they take on a different persona um, yeah. just based on the people that are there. But I mean, yeah. I think it's a great way to get things started and you might be the newer one, but you're an expert at bringing mm -hmm. people together. At this point. <laughs> Thank you. You're so sweet. So, you know, there's, like I said, this goes back to the women that are part of the group, though, too. They're all, what I love is they're all encouragers. I mean, and that's what, that's what we all need is we just need to feel like there's somebody in our corner watching what we're doing and supporting us and, you know, and encouraging. So, Absolutely. and I think that's really kind of what women miss in this business because they're so used to being the only one at the table. So right. we just need to get more women at the table. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I do feel like it's it's interesting. So over the past year, kind of during this whole, like, you know, the whole insurance kind of, I don't want to say ramp up, but, you know, as I was just communicating with people about it, I do feel like there's this group of women in insurance now that are really finding a voice. You know what I mean? Like Meredith Messenger, Monica Edwani, and Alyssa Stamp. I mean, some of these people that or tackling, you know, some pretty important things like ensure equality. Um, so I think COVID for some reason has been able to give us this opportunity to come together like so much easier. I mean, think about it. I agree with that. I think COVID really kind of helped a lot of people branch outside their, their local right. reach, if you will, just looking for that connection because it was so hard to connect 
Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it was so hard to connect. I think what was hard was you know, keeping those lines between local and, and far away. You could be listening to somebody and not right. realize whether they were local or somebody, you know, in New England or whatever. So it kind of helped make those lines way more messy in Blurred. a good way that yeah. you could start yes. broadening your horizon for connections and everything else. I agree with that. I mean, I feel yeah. the same. Yeah, it's been exciting to kind of see that and just see that, you know, now women are encouraging women because they're finding each other and, you know, they're making these connections. So it's exciting. Very. So as you're networking and everything, I know in a previous podcast, somebody mentioned something about golfing. What's your number one go-to for networking? You have a sport or something that you cling to oh. to invite clients to or? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm in a networking group. I'm the president of our local chamber. So, uh, I don't know. No, that's a good question. I, I probably should. I probably should have something. No, no. Uh, like, I mean, I, yes, love I do. I mean, I do like to go and then declining yeah. the invite once we get closer to it. Because I'm, I'm one of those people that's like, hey, let's go out to dinner, and I'm like, yes, let's do it. And then it's yeah. the night before, and I'm like, uh, I'm just kind of tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think more than anything, just show up though. Like, kind of against what you're just saying, but I, you know. A lot of times I think I've been intimidated, like, oh my gosh, I don't, I, you know, I don't really deserve kind of like you, you know, that whole imposter syndrome thing, you know, I don't, I don't deserve to show up here. What do I know? You know, how can I be a value in this group? But you just have to show up. I mean, you know, and, and, and I think everybody, especially women are just very empathetic and very inclusive. I mean, at least I will say that is what I found in the whole insurance community over this past year. I mean, I've been kind of blown away by how, you know, welcoming people are. So, and I think it's important for you to remember that somebody invited you. So even mm. if you question your value yeah. to participate in the meeting or what have you, they don't. They want yeah. you there. Oh, that's another great nugget. Don't apologize. And if you're there, somebody invited you. I love that. Yeah. I have to remember that one myself. If somebody invited you, you owe it to them to go. I yes, stand Dustin. Up. No, you can't say you're tired. <sighs> Although I you am. have three kids, so that's understandable. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But I am tired all the time. No, <laughs> I have loved having this conversation with you. And I feel like we've not even touched the tip of the iceberg, to be honest with you. I have so many more questions, but we're out of time. <laughs> so if somebody wants to get in touch with you or they want to find this Insure Women group, now, you said before that you could get on the interwebs or the World Wide Web. The World Wide the, Web. The Google of Googles and start looking for stuff and you couldn't find anything. Well, now you can. Now you can Google InsureWomen. InsureWomen.com. You got it. That's awesome. Of course, you can find you on LinkedIn and everywhere else too, right? Yes. LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. LinkedIn is amazing. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today, Thank Kim. Is there, are there any final parting words, any words of wisdom other than stop apologizing? And if you're there, yeah. somebody invited you. I feel like we've, I yes. mean, those and are just show up, anthems. show up and yeah, action. Show action. up and take just action. Take action. Yes. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All toodles. Right, toodles. Thanks for hanging around and listening to another awkward conversation in insurance. Stay tuned for new episodes from Awkward Insurance wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check out the National Alliance on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or at scic.com. Now go forth and be awkward. Toodles! <laughs>